Audio to Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Central National Bank, for being our presenting sponsor. Uh, they'll also, uh, boy, they'll do a lot for you. They'll refinance homes. They'll loan you some money. You're building a new home. I know somebody that's about to come on with us right now that has been in the process of building a new home, putting her roots down in the Waco area like we wanted her to. Nikki Collin joins us on the Matt Mosley Show. Um, Nikki, how you doing? It's, it's been a while, and um, you've been very busy. But I, I was, I, I noticed the other day it was like a dead period, and I thought maybe, maybe we can catch up with uh, Nikki Collin. So uh, I'm excited to talk to you. I mean, you've missed me, right? I mean, it's just like yes. you have to have at this point, you know. Like yeah. without our weekly counseling sessions, I mean, here we are. I know. I thought you kind of ghosted me. Uh, I, those 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 uh, sessions meant a lot to me, but uh, uh, <laughs> that's uh, oh man. Well, you have been very busy. You've been portaling, um, and then at some point you did put a picture. It was almost like one of those uh, home shows. Uh, oh, whatever the home garden, you know, some of that stuff that I don't watch. But you you had a nice picture of you. As the house was kind of coming together, there appeared to be a uh, a beautiful uh, pool, uh, you know, in addition and everything. Are you um, what's the are you are you close to to moving in? Because that uh, that looks like a looks like a great place. Okay, so I have moved in. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, no, we closed in at the end of February, but I didn't move in until the season ended. But. Um, my house right now, I have a bed. Um, I have one chair, and with two pillows on that chair, it can be a counter stool. Um, it can go inside and outside, and then I have a couch in my bonus room. So, um, yeah, it's not real easy to get furniture these days, so I have ordered some, but I have the necessities. I've got a refrigerator and a washer-dryer, so, you know, what, what else does a person need? Well, now my buddy Michael Dubois is a big Baylor sponsor, and he, you'll see his name right there. I see. I think you say it Dubois. I know it doesn't sound right because yes, it doesn't and sound I'll, French. I'll tell you that they. I worked with them on my office furniture, and way Good. back. I mean, honestly, way back last fall, they tried to tell me I needed to um, start ordering furniture then. And at the time, I said, I have not even picked out flooring or countertops yet. Like, I'm super unprepared um, to coach a basketball team, um, do that, and order furniture. So, yes, um, I've just got to be patient, and it's all going to come together, and the pool will probably be done before the house is really ready for anyone to, you know, hang out in it. But, you know, you can park in the back, and I'll I'll have a uh, fenced-in backyard. I get my puppy next week so oh, man. i'm like really i'm like really becoming a part of of central texas like yeah well i've been uh i know john warner and and uh you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the waco trib folks a lot of your tv people cover you although nikki is leaving us i know i saw you tweet about that the other day she's going to nashville but we are looking forward to the Open house slash media party. Not to put any pressure on you. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We'll, we'll get the hot stuff going. The fire pit. It, it'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be it's nice. No. Though it's a potluck, so you know potluck. everyone's got to bring some special passing uh, dish. 
Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Of, I, I said I was thinking of Conine. He's your beat writer. He'll have to be out there in, in position, and everything. But yes, as good Baptists, we will all bring in. If you really want to go hardcore, old, uh, you know, kind of Southern Baptist, you bring the uh, the rock salt uh, homemade ice cream, where you oh. where you do it yourself and you churn it. That's what the real Baptists used to do: chocolate, strawberry, some unbelievable homemade ice cream that you do by the crank people that are listening that are baptist are you know giving me an amen right now that's what you have to do for a potluck supper but i have um, to tell you i do remember as a child like not that i grew up baptist but i feel like we had an ice cream maker and i i can like literally picture like a wooden bucket and i can picture the crank but um, yeah. yeah that's that's about that's about my my memory and uh i just i like that you you turned like um, the transfer portal into a verb as well, so that we've been portaling, you know, like which I guess maybe is is legitimate. Yeah, it's kind of like almost snorkeling, portaling. You just go out and it's a it's a quite an activity, and uh, I I find it fascinating. And by the way, oh, also congratulations! I think this is your one year anniversary. Of course, I presented it like. This was like your big reward for one year, getting to come well, on you know, my I, show. I, yeah, yeah. I, but I've, uh, been, I've been, you know, here at Big Twelve meetings, I've been all day going, "When is is four twenty coming?" Because yes, <laughs> I mean this this is this is literally the cherry on top. So, so yeah, We're, no, it's one year today. Hard to believe. Where is that? Are y'all in Scottsdale or somewhere? Where are the we where are, are the yeah. meetings? Oh, okay. Well, you can um, you can go watch the Mavs. I don't know how much longer you're going to be there, but they got the game tomorrow well, I night. Last night, you oh, cool. Following me that closely because I actually did go to the game last night, and then ah. look, I am out of here quickly when this thing is over tomorrow. Because as much as I don't have anything against Scottsdale, it's it's our recruiting shutdown week, yeah. and the first breather that I feel like I've had since. Um, you know, I got hired a year ago, and so not that I don't love the Big 12 or Big 12 meetings, but I think, you know, being able to, like, just catch my breath, I'm yeah. looking forward to, even if it's for a few days. Well, Scott took so many selfies with Ish Wainwright. I'm sorry. That flooded my timeline, so I'll I'll go yeah, back now and see. I, I got to um, – <laughs> his dad was there with him, and uh, Bryce was there with his son. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, the whole, yeah, the Bryce whole crew is out. was there. He's out in that area, so that's kind of like a family reunion type thing. It, Talking to absolutely. Nikki Collin, uh, the uh, Baylor women's coach, and man, a lot has happened over the last couple of months. I, I do have to go back. Did you? How, how are you with like the way the season ended? Did you? Did you wait a while to like watch that game, or did you immediately want to go? You know, like rip the bandaid off and watch it, or how? How do you handle uh, something like that? No, I I actually still haven't watched it. Um, there will come there will come a point in time where it's a it's a refocus thing. And goodness sakes, like you know, South Dakota's coach is now at West Virginia, so um, you get your chance you know, to get her back a couple I will, of times. I will, you know, I'll get my chance sooner rather than later. But uh, no, I mean honestly, like I think the the thing about me personally um, with with each team and with each season, like I I really when a season ends, like I, I don't want to overstate this and, and offend anyone by saying this, you know, but like, I, it's almost like I grieve for a week, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like 
that's what it takes me to just be sad and and you know not not even not even mad at that point just sad that you know because I always look at it as regardless of how many players you have returning like that particular team that particular group of players will never play together again and you know it being my first year and all that like I just for me it's it, it was a week of just having a hard time putting one foot in front of the other, you know, just being sad that it was over um, because I really felt good about the position we'd put ourselves in and, and how capable we were of, of, you know, ending on, on the last Sunday of the season. And so um, disappointed, kind of grieved. And then I, at about a week, it's just kind of how my process works. I, I get very into being excited about new beginnings and what's next and, and that's when, you know, you, you start fishing in the portal and, you know, figuring out um, as a staff. I mean, we already felt like we knew directionally, not which player, because you don't know which players going in, but position wise, like what our greatest needs were. And, and so that's kind of where it all started. So definitely disappointed. We'll certainly go back and watch. I tend to do like a deep dive at some point of like go game by game and watch progress and progression. And, and that, that's just kind of how I, I'm, I, I sometimes process going forward in terms of how we teach and what, what we have to be better at from the beginning of the season, um, you know, on down the line. Well, and um, this, speaking of the, the portal, um, it's been really interesting. Uh, you know, Jana comes first. And of course, as Baylor, fans and media we start trying to uh uh you know okay where's she come from what's her past like and then i heard that one name and i'm like wait they played against her last year talking about asia blackwell from uh from missouri and then i immediately look up that box score 20 points 15 rebounds um was that um i mean it, it really seems like one of the things that kept coming up in our conversations that was tough sometimes when y'all would go against those bigger guards did you consciously sort of during the season and even as you, like you said, you got through the, the, that grieving process, you kind of thought, hey, let's get bigger. Let's maybe bring in some, uh, some bigger guards. Was that a uh, sort of a conscious effort or something you had thought about? Obviously, you don't know who's going to end up in the portal, but had you been thinking about that? I mean, at that point, I, I do feel like um, even we, we, in some ways we addressed that with our 2022 signees before that even happened, you know, it, for, for people that watched the Jordan brand classic or the McDonald's all American game, you know, you saw the ability of, of Dariana and, and you've heard people have heard me talk about Bella and, and how they, they both kind of swing four three potentially. And then even Katarina, the junior college kid we signed as a six foot guard that can shoot it and, um, but I think for us, a big part, there, there were, there were some keys, obviously losing listen queen. Um, we, we needed to prioritize rebounding toughness, mm-hmm. uh, you know, post play, we felt like in losing Jordan and, and not signing any point guard types in the fall, you know, going after a, a combo guard because Sarah can play the one and the two, um, made us really versatile this year. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of like we felt like a ball handling guard, um, a post, and then best available. And to me, Asia was simply best available. And she checks a lot of the boxes of what we needed. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless of where we were at roster-wise, 
Asia Blackwell would have been a player we would have pursued because she's just that good um, and and the way she can score. But there, there's no question, I think, her ability to play on the perimeter. She shot well from three, not high volume. Um, you know, when, when they played against us, she and Liz battled a lot at the four, but when they when they moved her to the three, we had to guard her with Jordan, and that that was tough. You know, that was certainly tough on on Jordan to handle her, um, and so she's got the toughness to play on the interior, the size and the the skill to play on the perimeter. And so I just feel like she's she's just a, a mismatch nightmare um, for opponents. And you know, against us, like we don't stop her she fouls out you know like that was that was a big moment in our game was was yeah. her fouling out the game yeah i just that's a it's amazing how this portal works because it, it in a sense it becomes more like free agency you know something maybe you dealt with more in the wnba um is who's your portal person by the way on staff it's like daily you know, constantly, I'm sure you all have like special access to whatever the uh, NCAA portal is. Do you have somebody assigned? Okay, you're the key portal observer every single day. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we've all been a little wired that way. Don't get me wrong. The number of times I've hit refresh on the portal, um, you know, like is probably in the thousands um, this spring. But, you know, Aaron Sterniker, who's our, our video and uh-huh. analytics guy, he's, he's been, you know, kind of on that from the beginning in terms of following it. And, you know, even if it's a kid like that's that at a low major school or a mid-major school and a name that's not necessarily recognizable um, on the tip of your tongue, you know, he's the one that's going, okay, well, that kid averaged 15 and 8 at Longwood or that kid averaged, you know, and, and just kind of giving us um, – um, reference point on some of those players. Obviously, when the Power Five kids come in, you know their 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 names are more recognizable a lot of times. And so, you know, we we've we've just followed it. And I think the tough part at the beginning is is the portal. When we talk about free agency, it is in terms of ability to change your roster um, and and how you can do that through free agency and the pros. The biggest difference is that no one just randomly becomes a free agent in the pros like you don't you don't hit the refresh button and 10 more names are in there you know you know at the end of every season who the unrestricted free agents are who the restricted Mm -hmm. free agents are you know who's who's on your team and who's still under contract you know the types of players you need through free agency in the draft and so you start trying to build that out long before free agency starts and I think that's the biggest difference in college because you don't know who's going in and they could have one year. They can have two years. They could have three years, you know, like there's just, um, and, and I, I worried a little bit, you know, because of COVID um, there's a plethora of grad transfers. Um, and, you know, there's always key grad transfers year in and year out um, that, you know, have had an injury or something like that. But this combination of, um typical grad transfers via injury, but just the COVID year um, has, has just made that, you know, an even bigger um, thing. And I just feel like the one thing I don't want to do with our roster year in and year out is have a bunch of one-year players, you know, where you feel like every year you're turning it over. Like I, as much as I understand that an attraction to Baylor and, and maybe playing for me is that, 
you know, I've, I've been in the pros. I can help players with those aspirations. And, and that's important. But a, a bigger thing to me is just, like, it's more than that to me. It's about a Baylor degree. It's about development. It's about relationships. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, being able to mentor kids and, and help them grow up and empower young women and all these things. And so, you know, while I think grad transfers can be a key cog, as Jordan was for us, or Taya Cooper, or DJ Carrington, or Chloe Jackson, like, if you suddenly, your entire roster is full of one-year players, you're going to be in this rat race year in and year out. And, and it, it, I think it'll be hard to keep young players, develop young players um, because they're, they're constantly going to be um, maybe devalued based on, on, on experience. And so that's where in my mind, as we looked in the portal and what we needed and even certain players that came in that were really good players, but we thought, okay, does that, kid right now hurt the potential development of someone we signed that we see as being a value that valuable piece um you know of this program over the course of you know time and so there is a delicate balance there like i i this is a big deal to me you know and i think the toughest part for me about recruiting in the portal is that anyone who knows me knows how relational i am and how like I can move quickly, but I would rather gather information, get to know people, understand their heart, understand how they fit culturally, as well as on the basketball floor. And and I think the unique part about my time away from, from college is that none of these players that I've talked to in the portal over the last six weeks is, is someone that I that I knew or had a pre existing relationship with. Because, you know, you have a lot of players that, that choose a school then they decide that's not the right place for me. And they tend to oftentimes lean back on a school that recruited them the first time. And maybe they were the runner up, maybe, maybe they were the third runner up, but you know, that they had had contact with or been on their campus. And so this has just been a unique thing for me. I, I consider it a little bit of speed dating, um, you know, and, and I, I will tell you that if a player can't, can't carry a conversation with me for 45 minutes or an hour, um, the first time we talk, um, then then that's a little bit of a red flag to me um, because I'm this is how I'm wired. I, I can talk a lot. I can talk to anybody at any time, anywhere. Um, and I don't know how you get to know people without spending the time to do it. And so, you know, that's just that's just me. And, you know, my staff knows that this isn't the easiest thing for me. Um, but, you know, we 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 really work to gather the information that we need as quickly as we can to make good decisions um, about how players fit in for us. I just think I was so glad I never had to do one of those speed dating things. It just always, it seems <laughs> right. kind of crazy to, to do something like that, but I think it's a good uh, comparison uh, and you're having to make quick decisions and you got a ton of competition. I mean, somebody has put up the numbers that, Adriana Edwards, I mean, she hit that enormous shot uh, against South Carolina, uh, Asia Blackwell. I, I was kind of curious, when you're having to go quick like this, how, how do you get the time where you're, uh, I guess you have to, like you say, have a meaningful conversation, but then do you reach out to people from those previous programs? The reason I ask, uh, uh, Adriana and Asia, and it's well-documented, uh, yep. missed a couple of games and were suspended uh, this past season. 
how do you kind of develop that comfort level when you have to kind of do it in a hurry to make sure that they truly are a culture fit? You asked the question. I mean, I, I'm not going to sidestep. Um, you know, I, I think that um, good or bad, you know, whether people think it's a strength of mine or a weakness of mine, um, I firmly believe in making my own, own judgments, um, but in making those judgments, it's not just based on gut instinct, although that is always what I'm going to lean on. But it's, it's how do I get my gut to react a certain way is, is to collect the information. And, you know, when I was in the pros, like people, people knew, like I, I had the heart to work with, um, I'd like to say misunderstood kids um, as opposed to problem or, you know, high maintenance or any of those things, um, you know, and so um, – I think in both their cases, you ask the question. I always say, like, I am, I am honestly like the least confrontational person on the planet when it comes to like my my day to day life and life off the basketball court. But when it comes down to like this team and my job and coaching, um, I think everybody that works with me knows like I'm not afraid to just ask it straight out. Like I don't feel the need to beat around the bush in certain situations. And so you ask those questions: What happened? Where are you at? Why did it happen? What did you learn? Um, all of those things. And then on top of it, you ask those questions directly, but you also, you go to the source, you know? And so, yes, we've reached out to Kentucky. We've reached out to Missouri. We've had those conversations, not just about like said suspension or missed games or whatever, but just in general, like, are they good teammates? You know, are they, you know, and, and those things are important. Um, and, you know, we, we also, aren't afraid to lean on like what our players feel like when they come. Now, will I ever put a hundred percent of my decision-making into, Hey, the team hung out with her last night. They don't like her. I'm not going to take her. Like, I'm not like that, but I also think it's another piece of the puzzle. Like do, are, is this someone that these guys are like really excited to play with? And, and look, these are, these are women and women do. I will say like, they'll make business decisions, but they also make emotional decisions. And so like, they're going to tell you, even if they think someone's really, really good. Wow. Like she's not a very nice person or um, had a hard time connecting with her or whatever. So yeah, we, we do a lot of homework as much as we can in a short period of time. You know, we talk to the parents, we talk to, you know, anyone that we can um, in those situations. Okay, that's it. I hope you all don't do that much research on members of the media. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, have a, I have a file, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say what it says, Matt. All right. Yeah, I feel like my file is uh, being added to on a daily basis down there. But, you know, most people know I love the school, so heart's in the right place. I mean, you know, like it kind of comes down to sometimes, like, these are young people, and young people – do stupid stuff sometimes or make yeah. mistakes. To me, like one of the things that I take really serious about my job is that like I'm in the business of, of helping people like grow up and learn from their mistakes. And, and I always feel like if, if we're going to discount anyone who's ever messed up, like, I mean, I think we can all look at most people. Okay. Most people can look at decisions they've made in their life that, if they had to do them all over again, they, they wouldn't do them. Or we've done something that we just didn't get caught, you know, or we've, and, and you wonder how like things would have been shaped had you 
been caught or you hadn't have grown from that. And so I just always feel a little bit like there's, there's something special about seeing someone's growth in, in those situations. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right, and uh, and it's uh, it's going to be the great players. So it's going to be fascinating to uh, to watch all that. Last thing I had for you: WNBA starts this weekend. I think the first games are are Friday, and uh, that's got to be really exciting to think about uh, having your players get off to their uh, make their debut. The Indiana Fever is, of course, where Liss and, and Queen are. Uh, how excited are are you? And then I was also reading up, by the way, on uh, your old Atlanta Dream with Ryan Howard. It's funny how, um, for some reason, the, the, like the two best players in college basketball are both artists. They both like to yeah. sit down and do watercolor. Ryan Howard does her own thing, and for some reason that was uh, really grabbing my attention. I think it, it's exciting. I think especially, you know, coming off this season to see, um, you know, obviously everyone knew um, Melissa was a sure shot, you know, but for, for Queen to landed in a place where, um, you know, she's she's going to have opportunity and, and make that roster. It's not an easy thing. People, you know, I, I don't know how many people followed the transactions today, but, you know, Minnesota signed a bunch uh, – or. Um, waived a bunch of players today, but but signed Odyssey Sim. So super excited that that Odyssey is um, going to be on an opening day roster, and in you know as much as anything, just like you know even the the news on BG today and the fact that yeah. it's kind of kind of time to mobilize on her, and you know because as as they've reclassified her detainment and this idea that. You know, we, we've, we've got to do what we can um, to get her home safely. So I think that, to me, is a little bit what um, is, is a little bit of a, a, a black cloud right now over the start of the WNBA season when you don't have um, one of the best players in the league. And I certainly would say that regardless of her being a, a Baylor grad or, or from somewhere else. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think anything people can do in terms of writing their Congress um, and, and, and reaching out um, would go a long way in this situation because we, we got to do what we can to get BG home. Well, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I saw that, that uh, the, the level, it was kind of fascinating reading about that and, and certainly not upstate, not, it's not to the point where she's classified as a hostage, but it's now called wrongfully detained. And the WNBA will have her number on all courts uh, this weekend. And so as as one of the greatest uh, Baylor Bears ever, we do need to stand behind her. And it's a, it was a weird thing, because, but it does now seem like they've given everybody the opportunity to be more vocal. And I think, uh, I think uh, Baylor people should uh, join right in that. But, uh, well, listen, yeah. um, uh, I, I really appreciate it. It was great catching up with you and, um, and cannot wait. Let us know when the media party is, and, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be ready to go. We'll, get, the, we'll get, the, get everybody out there, get the grill working, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be a great time. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks, Matt. You bet. There she goes, Coach Nikki Collin of the Baylor Bears. So we uh, we went a while there. We'd been a while since we talked to her, so I had a lot of ground to cover. And always good, always candid, and a lot of interesting things going on with the program as they've brought in some big time, a couple of really big time scores in rebounders uh, as uh, we move forward here. Okay, um, we're gonna do.